0: About two years ago, I was turning in my 40s, so I would say about two and a half years ago, three years ago, I decided I wanted to do a documentary. I wanted to get on a road trip and meet my actual grandfather. See, some of you may know, and if you've listened to this podcast, you know, my father passed away when I was really young, but he was also adopted. So I never really knew my side of my father's family. And I was raised by my grandfather after my dad died and with my mom and my older sister. And I just still always wondered, was I anything like this side of the family? And this is where this episode kind of comes in to be special, because when I was doing my research on Greg Rapp, who were now going into Pinellas County to do the Rap Brewing episode, Greg Rapp, I found out that his great-grandfather had a brewery in Germany So I really want to kind of get into that and see is it the whole like father like son and is there something about brewing in the family? Did his dad do it as well and things like that. So I'm really interested in it and I was really captivated by the idea of this. So today, I'm still on the road going to Pinellas this time since we were in Port Orange, we were in Gainesville and hopefully next Saturday, We'll sit at home. Uh, there's a big event going on and I really kind of want to tackle it. And uh, we've been invited to it. So I'm really excited. i what else until will be there. And maybe I'll announce it at the end of this episode or maybe surprise you guys with an insane episode coming up next. But we're in Pinellas County and I'm going to meet Greg Rapp and Troy Bledsoe. And these guys are running Rapp Brewing, who... I was fascinated by just all the awards Greg was winning in this brewery, and everybody that I've ever met, my friend Sean, speaking so highly of this guy's beers being the best in Florida. So for me, not really being able to hit the West Coast so much, which is Tampa, Clearwater, Pinellas, St. Pete, I thought to myself, all right, it's Jillian and I. We're going. It's our anniversary. We're going to go over to St. Pete and let's meet the best beers on the West Coast and see what this is about. So. Uh, kind of nervous because i uh, never met these guys before and uh, never had their beers. So I'm going to go in, I'm really excited about this, and uh, kind of get to know his great-grandfather and see what that whole story is about. So, uh, alright guys, I'm going in. So do the sparrows usually, are they always in here, I guess if you they open? They should be gone by now because uh, time to head north. It is? Yeah, I guess so, Yeah, it is. So I don't know why they're still here. It's funny because I always hear in these these episodes, and I'm going to have these headphones on for about 10 minutes and I'll take them off so it's more comfortable for you guys. Um, We do hear that we started in January. So everybody's like, yeah, you know, the summers get really hot when you're in a brewery, da-da-da-da. And I'm like, man, every time we hit a brewery, I'm like, it's nice out. I haven't sweat yet. This is it. Today, this is the first time I'm like sitting there going... Alright, got a little sweat on me. I'm moist. getting it's a little moist. Yeah, yeah. So I'm here with Greg at Rap Brewing, so it's named after you, obviously. So this is your brewery, right? Yes. Yes, it well, is. I try to keep it simple. So
1: instead <laughs> of coming up with some kind of a crazy name. Also, there's some history in that my great grandfather had a brewery in uh Moringen, Germany, back around nineteen oh five. Yeah. So it's kind of a nod back to him.
0: So let's think. Uh so your great grandfather has this uh this brewery in uh Germany. Did did that follow down? Did the grandfather, no, I, the, I had the no father? I have no idea. You had no idea. I I
1: had no idea. I started home home brewing about 15 years ago. Okay. And uh, I opened the brewery uh, about five years ago Okay, started five and a half years ago. We didn't open until September of 2012. And after I opened the brewery, my dad
0: goes, hey, you know, your great-grandfather had a brewery. And I'm like, what? Get out. No, yeah. So the, did the whole family know you were going to do this, or was it just like it was grand opening and dad brings it Oh, yeah, on? they were <laughs> there. My
1: dad was here every day yeah, helping out, supervising. He's, he's in his 80s. Okay. So it kind of gave him something to do, and I had a hard time. You know, he'd pick up the sledgehammer and start knocking out walls. I'm like, Dad, <laughs> cool we, it. Was this the original place, though? Is this what yes. you wanted? Yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we started here. We we're actually trying to get a, a location in Largo.
0: Okay, okay. Um,
1: that was uh, starting in November of 2011. Okay. Um, uh, we, we were looking. Ideally, wanted something in the Largo area. I tried working with the Largo uh, zoning folks. And... Uh, just wasn't working out, couldn't find a location, um, had some problems getting uh, both a tasting room and a brewery. One is uh, manufacturing, the other one is retail. Right. And they just couldn't quite figure out how to get the two together. So happened to find this location, went to talk to Pinellas Park, and they were like, oh, the, our director is actually a home brewer. He knows exactly what you're doing. We can run this through committee and we don't have to go to the uh, city commission. Within, within two weeks, I had to sign off. Did you try his beers? Occasion. Did you
0: get to try his beers? No, I didn't, but they, <laughs> they definitely, they've definitely they been here quite often. And they okay. They seem to like our beers. That's awesome. And then, let's say, Troy, how long have you been here? How long have you been working uh, next to I've Greg? I've been working here almost four years. Four years? Okay. And so... You came here assistant brewing, and now you're the head brewer. Uh, originally,
2: I started in the tasting room as a volunteer. Did you?
0: Okay. Okay. So how did that progression start?
2: Um, I met Greg at Willard's, which is a tap house down the way. Okay. And uh, he told me he could teach me how to homebrew. I was working in, uh, as an insurance assessor. Okay. Uh, okay. For almost seven years doing that, uh, so I was really interested because I just got into craft beer at the time. So, okay. Uh, we started meeting in his house about once a month, and uh, we had a nice group of people show up doing that. Um, and so I'd keep coming in here as a patron. That's uh, awesome. Bringing my beers for Greg to try. Yeah. And uh, eventually he decided to let me brew one here. We brewed it. It uh, went over really well. And then uh, I was offered a, a position volunteering in the tasting room Fridays awesome. and Saturday nights. Okay. So I still kept my day job. Mm-hmm. Uh, and eventually he needed a, a production brewer. So I came on as assistant brewer.
0: And your name... Uh I like the name. It makes me think like if it's this isn't working out, you have a, a job in the NFL as a quarterback. You have like that <laughs> yeah. quarterback. Well,
2: both names, you know, yeah. Troy and
0: cell, Troy yeah. yeah, it's a it's awesome. So um so here we are. Uh, so this is the tasting well. This is the tasting room we're here in right now, right? So yeah, this well, is open to we, we
1: actually this is our annex. Oh, over, annex. Over. Okay. The okay. Tasting room is, yeah. is the room right right door, which is climate controlled. Uh, seats about forty people. Um, we have forty beers on tap, all okay. of our own beers, uh, and this is the overflow area for. For, we have a lot of people like to, to have a nice stout and smoke a cigar. There you go. Okay, uh, People Good. bring their pets, mm-hmm. so we're pet friendly. I see that over there. Yeah, we brought so, we brought the we brought the puppies okay. here. So yeah, we got the corgis here. We, uh, we also allow kids, so kids are great as long as, as long as mom and dad are a little bit attentive. Yeah, they have to but be. That's always helpful. Yeah, uh, we also have the. Uh, 3,200 square feet next door. Okay, I saw which that. Which is uh, our barrel aging program. We also have some picnic tables, uh, foosball, a ping pong,
0: and our corporate office. Yeah. So people <laughs> so, could watch you actually brew, though, where we are sitting here at the annex. Like, people could actually see what's going on back there. Intimidating yes. or awesome? Like, how do, how do you feel about that? <laughs> okay, Annoying. Yeah. Annoying. Annoying, Because yeah, they walk secret. back there. Yeah, you know. Disclaimer here, guys. We've got a
2: lot of work to do back there, so a lot of yeah. times. Of course, they're curious, and they of want to course. ask questions. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I don't blame them for that, but, of course. you know, a lot of times we have to tell them, I'm sorry, I have to get back to work. You know? Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, it's nice that they show an interest, but it also is kind of a well, hindrance at times.
1: We, we do, do have a standard policy uh, in the tasting room, that is, if there is a group that would like a tour. Of course. We, we give tours upon request. Okay. So just, you know, Ahead you of time. One, one person, two person. If you're in here and you're like, oh, this is really cool, I'd like to see how you make this beer, mm-hmm. ask the bartender. They'll go in the back, talk to make the brewers sure. and say, hey, you know, when's a good time? And They're like, you know, give me 10 minutes or whatever. And we'll, you know, just on demand, if you're interested,
0: we're more than happy to show you what That's we're awesome. Okay. Yeah, I like it. I like that. i yet to see in our in our few months of doing this, really it being this open, usually you have like a wall or a window. But this is awesome. I mean, it makes... Said you, you could look in, but I could de- definitely see. So with Greg, uh, you you basically been doing this for 15 years. Well, you were homebrewing before this 15 years. Yeah, so you actually basically sh- making beer for 20 years now, right? Yeah,
1: I, I actually started as a kid when I was like 13 making wine. Okay,
0: wine okay, and, where? And beads, where was this? Up in Chicago. So Chicago, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and then, uh,
1: about 15 years ago, I, we my wife really got into craft beer, so did I. And the only couple places out here was, you know, Lager House. Okay. Well, it wasn't actually a Lager House, it was Hoppers and Tampa <laughs> Bay Brewing and Deneen yeah. Brewery. Mm-hmm. So we were going to those three, and my wife fell in love with the old elephant foot, which is an IPA uh, brewed by Tampa okay. Bay Brewing. Mm-hmm. Found out, got to talking to John, the, the brewer at the time, and uh, he gave me some you know, information about home brewing, it turned me on to home brewing. Oh, so that's had, who did it, I huh? actually had a shop, a uh, store, homebrew store on Waters. Okay. So and they had the recipe for old elephant foot, I got in a... Did they really? My, my goal was to brew my, my wife, the perfect old elephant foot. It took me a few tries, but finally did.
0: Few tries. Usually it takes yeah. people like, well, after a year, but no, yeah, you did it, took, huh? It took a while. Okay.
1: Well, I, I did about two, two or three batches of extract. And then my, my third batch was all grain. And then from there it just took off. I, I was brewing every weekend. Uh, my job, I, uh, working IT, I would telecommute on Fridays okay. so I could do a little bit of software engineering a little bit of brewing at the same time. That's fun. So I there brewed, you go. I brewed every week. I started piling up beer. I, uh, I had a, a cooler, a free, converted freezer in my family room with nine beers on tap. Really? So about every couple of months, I'd have a wrap on tap at my house. We'd have 50, 60 people show up. My wife would cook a big spread of food. They'd uh, drink up all my beers, so I could make more. <laughs> that's crazy.
0: And then, are these people still here now? Do you still yeah, see these people? Our, yeah, some of our, yeah. our regular
1: customers. They's, yeah,
0: that's so awesome. Yeah, yeah. Really- I like that. And how about you? So you were doing the insurance thing, but uh, were you home brewing? Obviously, yeah. You said. Oh yeah, not until I met. But Greg, okay. And uh, what were some of the first recipes you made? Do you remember? Uh, I got
2: a kit for an IPA.
0: Yeah. Um, it
2: was a uh, uh, partial grain, which means uh, part of it is some grain and part of it is an extract, uh, malt extract. And uh, it was supposed to be an IPA and it turned out terrible. Yeah. Um, not sure what happened there. Uh, is it
0: because just, of the extract or like? I think it was. Yeah. I think,
2: uh, you know, but sometimes the danger with those kits is that uh, the, the malt extract is old.
0: They're just trying um, to teach you yeah. how to make it. it yeah. Obviously, it's not going to be the best flavor so, ever. Yeah,
2: after that, I went all grain immediately, bought okay. my equipment, mm-hmm. uh, milled my own grains, put together my own recipes, and uh, from that point, things started to get
0: a lot better. Okay. And Greg, you've seen this uh, demand of breweries opening up like crazy now. I mean, we probably went from you mentioned Dunedin in, in Tampa Bay. So here we go. You guys are here, uh, Pinellas Bar. I mean, you have uh, Pinellas Ales is open up now. Um, what is it like? What is it like to see so much opening now?
1: Yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. I mean, when yeah. I, when I started, uh, there were probably five um, breweries in the Tampa Bay area back in twenty
0: eleven. I would guess. That's it, huh? And now they're, what, probably over close to 40? I'm hearing, let's see, Wayne over at Cigar City dropped, I think, 80. He said, like, 80 within, from, let's say, St. Pete. St. Pete, uh, Tampa, here. Sarasota. Sarasota, yeah. Cause then yeah, have, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, see, I need to get out a little bit more. Uh, <laughs> Try other people's beers.
1: So it, it is it's the a need, full-time job out there too so be careful you, well the neat thing is is we are there are a lot of new people getting exposed to craft beer mm-hmm. and I think that's one of the beauties of this you know each brewery they tend to have their own little specialty or niche yes and uh, the people that go there their friends bring them introduce them so we're continually uh, expanding the market by educating people and and Letting them experience craft beer yeah. and, and, and so on. So, Eddie Brewer's great. Probably can, there's plenty, plenty of room for
0: more. And I think so. Uh, one of the main questions I think I asked in the beginning of this was can we lose hops? I mean, with so many now hap- happening here in Florida, then you got New- even New York now, Brooklyn's opening up ones in there. Then you have still the Pacific Northwest, you have Colorado, you have California. Can we lose hops? And we're like, no, no, like we're not going to run out of hops. At any time soon, actually, do you think that could happen? Though no, I'm looking at your face, and it's like, well, I mean, it, you
1: know, being a, a farmed uh, commodity, uh, we're. There's somewhat at the, um, uh, you know, mother nature. Will, I was gonna say weather can play a yeah, huge, yeah, yeah it's so, true. Same thing with the grain, mm-hmm. uh, the malt. They had they had a fairly bad year. Uh, out west with all the rains and all the droughts. How long ago was that? I think it was last year's harvest. Last year, okay.
0: And do we so, see that affecting the beers now?
1: Uh, just the, the, the raw ingredient prices have gone up. Not much. Huh. But I think from what, I, what I've read and some of the, the conferences I've attended, they've talked about the, the quality may not be as good as we are normally used to. Okay. So, um, and that's kind of... We, know need, to, that we need to you know, change our mash... Mashing regimens a little bit, and make some adjustments and tweaks sometimes. Oh, yeah. The efficiencies aren't quite as good. The kernels aren't quite as big. Oh, uh, you have to change the way you mill them, and, and so on. So, okay. but all in all, I mean, we've we're a little bit well. We're very fortunate in that we're, we're not really a hop centric, hop forward brewery. There you go. Right. Uh, we're more into uh, malt character, yeast character.
0: And you, uh, you speak of that, the old, uh, you say like the old way of making it, and you still stick to those guns, correct? Pretty much. I mean, obviously we have to have some IPAs, double IPAs, mm-hmm. to, to satisfy uh, the majority of the craft beer drinkers. And but Troy, think... is that you? Do you make, like, are you okay with making newer away from what like, Greg's doing the sure, old I mean, fashion? Yeah, I mean, uh, Greg's style really got me into those styles so, Good. Um, you know, Good.
2: before I had uh, started working here. I didn't drink much Pilsner or Vienna Lager or any of those things that, are, that aren't hop forward. Mm-hmm. And uh, I gained a real appreciation for those working here.
0: And is it um, fun to make those, though? Cause oh, it is, Yeah, it is right? Because
2: uh, not a lot of breweries do it. Exactly. Um, making lagers really shows a uh, brewery skill because mm-hmm. uh, there's really nothing to hide behind when it, right. uh, when it comes to flavors. So if there's any kind of off flavors or anything like that, uh, they'll be exposed.
0: So your, your lagers and your pills, like what are we looking on an ABV on that? Is it yeah, like? I fives to six. Okay. Typically. Oh, so you're going higher. Usually you see like a four, seven, like four, five, two. when you get a pill. Up. Yeah. So you're getting the flavor in there You'll too. Get value, in it. yeah, that's awesome. So, here here in Pinellas, um, I haven't been back in this area. I used to live here in Tampa 20 years ago, and I forgot why I used to come out to Pinellas. I think it was like there might have been a, a punk rock venue or something like that where we'd see shows. But it was nothing like this. This hasn't changed though. Do we see the same kind of customers coming in, or like newer? Is it like kids coming in? Like what do we see when it comes to Wrap. I mean, is there, like, a different, I guess, uh, customer base? Is it more younger or is it is it old, Like the, i say it's
2: pretty evenly mixed, to be it honest. It is?
0: Okay, yep. okay. And
2: we're getting a bunch of young people, a bunch of older people.
0: Um, I think the new kids are coming in, though. I mean, they want to try their beer. Being 42, it's crazy seeing, like, how many different styles of people are drinking beer nowadays. Me, I never really drank beer. It was always wine. That was my thing, I was mm-hmm. those. And what was that like making wine in Chicago? Was that easy to do? Oh, I was a
1: kid, so I, you know, basically, Welch's <laughs> grape juice, some baker's yeast, uh, in a plastic milk jug with a balloon on top.
0: So that was it? <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome,
1: that is awesome. And, so, uh, I, I,
0: I'd make a 16% wine. <laughs> Do you really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, would, I would be like drinking that much and be like, okay. <laughs> and uh, So what got you? So you were born and raised in Chicago or? Yeah. Grew yeah? up in Chicago. Okay. We've gotten here when I was 15. Never okay. Been here ever since. Oh, you've been here ever since. Yeah. I was going to ask if you missed those days, but probably don't no, even remember. You no.
1: Know, luckily I didn't have to drive up there. All I, all I remember is shoveling snow in the winter time, Okay. Yeah. Get yeah, out I'm of there just, now. So why they, why'd you move? Did the... My parents... Uh, found better? They, they bought a business down here. Okay. Okay, so what did Dad and uh, Mom and Dad do? Oh, they bought a mobile home park. Okay. And my, okay. my dad used to be an, or, uh, an iron worker, so he worked on all of the big high, high buildings up in Chicago, walking walk the steel beams and stuff. Really? So, yeah. Couldn't pay but, me, but I don't know, I don't know how he did yeah. it. Every morning, he'd get up at four, had it, you know, it's an hour, hour and a half commute, unless there was bad weather. Yeah. I don't know how he, I can't
0: imagine doing. It's that. called the Windy City too. You can't imagine me yeah. getting, getting oh, a yeah. beam up there. Yeah. Hell, yeah. oh, hell no, right? And then, how about you, Troy? Where are you from? Uh, Pinellas County. So, you okay? Born raised. So, yeah, yeah. And uh, so, we say mobile home though. I mean, there's a lot still here, so we don't see it becoming like condos. And I mean, it, this place is still sticking to its guns, even when I used to come out here and I noticed that. Somewhat, yeah. yeah. yeah there's a
2: lot of work going on uh, in the downtown area
0: right okay, now. Okay, good, you know, good, there's good. There's a lot, lot of historic it.
2: neighborhoods around here, so you won't mm-hmm. see a lot of change there. Uh, and even with uh, some of the change that's happening, there's been a lot of kickback by the, the People Good. live in those houses because they're trying to build their McMansions and like historic Kenwood down there there you States go Pittsburgh. Nope. people aren't having it I appreciate nice bungalows and stuff like that
0: I appreciate that though I'm you so know on. yeah you got to keep the culture here but there's a here. big revitalization
2: of downtown yeah. Petersburg going on yes. right
0: now. yeah and is there any place where you would uh, want to live besides here or are you, you happy here uh, Pacific Northwest yeah uh, Asheville we talk- Asheville, we we talk about uh, the Pacific Northwest a lot, Jillian and I, because, I mean, this podcast is going to take us all the way to the end of the year for sure, and I know we're probably moving forward with it, but uh, even post, if this is the first time I'm announcing it, that, uh, yeah, we'll go into probably next January, Florida still, I guess we'll do two years in Florida, easy, easy, like we said, even in this area alone, from you saying 40 and then hearing maybe even 80. Orlando now is insane. Let's get it uh, up there. Yeah, I mean we haven't been home to do an episode in about four weeks. Uh, last episode was so here we are in Pinellas. Um, I want to say we were in. We've done St. Pete again. I did Gainesville just recently again. First magnitude there because they were doing a uh, all Florida hop beer called the Apopka uh, Pale Ale. Can we build Florida hops here? Do you feel that could happen? With like, how do you feel that would be? Like, it's been made. There are a few beers now that have been all Florida-like hops. But do you think we could grow hops here in Florida and taste similar? Or is yeah, it...
2: Massive hydroponic operation then.
1: Yeah. yeah. I That's mean, what they're a, aiming a, for. A, a lot of people have tried growing hops. They have a lot of success. Well, some success the first year. They buy the rhizomes from, you know, the hop farms in the right you know, in the Pacific Northwest. First year, they grow well. The thing is, hops need a, a nice cold spell. Until okay. to come back and flourish. Yeah. I've grown hops. I have a, a a big farm up in Tennessee, and I uh, grew a thirteen variety of hops on a test basis. And you bring them back here and make. It was as small as when I was homebrewing. Okay. Okay. And they grew very well up in there. And so now actually North Carolina has a, a mm-hmm. hop program. And the state is actually funding the research.
0: For the, as they showed with Asheville. I like think in Florida,
1: you've got to find some way, and I think they're going to try to induce some kind of a dormancy in okay. the hops, maybe chemically or something. Yeah. To try to simulate a winter season to get them to, to produce better the following.
0: I've only been able to try earlier. one all-Florida hop, and we do have a bottle of the Apopka that we're going to be trying soon. We just finally got in our hands, which I thank Elliot and uh, our friends Lindsay and Elliot for getting that for us. Um, and it was a great episode of First Magnitude, because I did learn a lot. This guy, Brian, that is trying to do mm-hmm. everything of growing Florida hops. The passion is there. Mm-hmm. The passion is there. It's not like he's just going, is, is this a get-rich-quick scheme? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, he's being funded by schooling. I mean, it is something where it will take time for him but it's crazy to think that we could be on the map to make our own hops and but uh yeah i agree with you when we talk about wine you need the climate when we talk about the hops coming from the pacific northwest it, it makes t- sense t- that a lot we of yeah exactly exactly so me i'm like okay am i in the right place right time with these pod, like the podcasts going can we get this going or is it something that would taste different. I'm about to taste my first uh wrap beer right now. Which one should I go for? The goza or should go, I do go, yeah, the
2: goza. Go, the goza, go. the goza start, first, start right?
0: That's what you're so this is is this one of the old fashioned uh recipes or when yeah, do we make that, this one?
1: That that is an old 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 recipe, very simple. It's yeah. uh two malts. Yeah. yeah, wheat malt and uh Pilsner malt. Okay. Uh, we uh sour it for about twenty four hours. We do a kettle souring, but we use okay. We use a sour starter. It's a wild harvested sour starter that we make every batch. We make a brand new starter. Okay. And it takes about three days. Okay. Then we uh, make the wort, inoculate it, and let it s- sour up for a couple of days, or okay. for a day anyway. Well, cheers. Cheers.
2: Mm.
1: Oh, that's good. And uh, Goza actually was originally
0: brewed in the city of and Germany, about seventeen hundreds. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, because people have been <laughs> asking. Now I and I still will get asked twice a week why they call them Gozes, where does gozas come from? So yeah, please tell the story because I could refer them back to this episode. So. See, if I, see if I can remember the story. It actually, uh, Bruden Gozler originally. The this
1: town was a mining town. And they mined silver, and through the silver mining, it uh, released a lot of uh, salt into the into their into their aquifer and their water source. So, and they couldn't get as much uh, barley malt in that area, but they can get a lot of wheat malt. So they brewed a wheat beer using their salty water and they let it spontaneously
0: ferment. And that's the result of the uh, Goza. And is it climate that helps it ferment? Or like, do you have to be at a certain temperature? Or is it just okay whenever? It's just okay. Yeah? This is fantastic, man. This is really good. It was a gold medal, uh, Mm -hmm.
1: 2014, best Florida beer championship. Uh, best beer in Florida. Uh, U.S. Open Championship gold medal beer. Uh, I have my list, too. Gold medal is, I'm yeah, gonna, okay. okay. you got to remind no, me. No, I don't know. up. Which? Well, uh, yeah, were we on rapier as
2: well? Yeah,
1: we're number one, goes mm-hmm. on beer for a while. Yes. until yeah. We were probably one of the first breweries in Florida, if not the southeast, to, to I brew say Lagoza. You were. Yeah,
0: and yeah.
1: It actually started about seven or eight years ago as a homebrew recipe, and it took me a good year to figure out The right process, okay. So and and to dial it in, I mean, too salty, not salty enough. But we too much coriander, not enough.
0: Too much sour, not you know. We're we're our worst own critic, right? So, who who did you bring your beers to to say? Hey, look, I think this is excellent, but I'd love you to try it or I'm not happy. Troy Troy touched on it. The the whole thing kind of
1: started. I was homebrewing at home. Mm -hmm. I started going. We started going to Willard's. He's got 40 beers on tap. He's a mile from here. We'd go there all the time. I got got my first shirt. Ho, ho, ho. I drank all 40 probably within the first two weeks. (laughs) Um, So we were regulars there. We met a lot of other regulars there. Okay. Um, I'd be bringing my beers in, and, and Blair Blair Smith, uh, Blaine Smith, the owner, would say, Hey, man, these beers are really awesome, Greg. Good. And his brother, Blair, was like, Wow, these are great. And, I mean, they know. I mean, they, they, they have 40 beers on top. Yeah. And his brother, Blair, is like, I want to learn how to brew this. And I had just joined a, another homebrew club, Dunedin. Okay, okay. It's north of here. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I go to Dunedin. You can go to Dunedin Homebrew Club. He goes, no, let's start our own club. Let's start and meet here. Okay. And what was, so what was it called? What was it called? It was uh, Pub Guild, Pinellas Urban Brewers Guild. There, okay. And, That's and, right. And Blair went and back, made a little sign-up sheet. Mm-hmm. I came back four days later. And he says, hey, Greg, look at this. And he had 40 people signed up on the sign-up sheet. Only so in this area? Yes. From his, his, uh, his bar over there. And we started the club, and that that's kind of how I got into like, meeting a lot of people. taught a lot of people how to brew. Okay. A lot of people had been brewing longer than me. Um, very, it was the Homebrew Club, Florida Homebrew Club of the Year in 2016. Awesome. Okay. Uh, it's, it's still of, going on now, right? It, yeah, we meet okay. here once a month, second Tuesday of the month. Okay. It's, it's, great great club a lot of education they had a nice homebrew
0: day here on sunday so they had a bunch of brewers out here brewing in the parking lot good for you man that's what we say about this podcast we want to educate and inform that's the reason why we want to really kind of get to know who you guys are and it's funny because you actually kind of went i was like okay we'll bring up we'll bring up the pub guild i was gonna I, i i looked it up and uh i was like okay maybe 10 15 Forty people. I don't expect you to list everybody's name, but are there people in there now that are opening up their own places, or are there people that are brewing another other breweries that that we could like name oh drop or my. say hello to? Yeah. Or is there anybody? A lot of
2: them didn't really want a GoPro; they just wanted to keep it as a yeah. as a uh, hobby.
0: Okay. Okay. So, what made us go further? What made us go further? Just the drive to do it, you know. Yeah.
2: Like I was working in insurance, like I said, and. Uh, It was kind of a dead-end thing. You know, you will go in every day, do the same thing every day. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just love to brew, so I just wanted to find a job that I was doing
0: that instead of assessing homeowner's insurance. And what were you making and what were you drinking
2: mostly? Uh, At home, I was
0: making brown ales, IPAs. Uh, And it sounds like the brown ales are easier to make at home. Is that the case? Because I've heard that's usually the first go-to is usually you're making a... A lighter, or are you going with a brown?
2: I just I, mean, I, I just recently got into craft beer, and I was a Miller Coors guy for the Boy, longest time. Okay, okay. Uh, so I was exposed to a bunch of great brown ales right from the get-go. Okay. Um, uh, particularly the um, uh, Terrapins Hop Karma, which was a hobby brown, mm-hmm. um, Hop Goblin Brown, uh, and, and many others, uh, but I just really enjoyed that style. So Yeah, uh, I
0: love what Spike's doing I'm with uh, Terrapin. I still, I, I appreciate a lot that Terrapin does. Even I know they just came out with this whole, uh, every year I guess they're going to do more work coffees like with Guatemalan or Ethiopian coffee. And I'm like, please. I mean, I have a tattoo coffee in me. is <laughs> like it's one of my favorite things. Um, if we weren't doing brewing though, what 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 could we be doing? Like, is there something else that you'd be doing if it wasn't? Woodworking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pacific Northwest. There yeah. you go. You, you know. Um, and then uh, how about you, Greg? What would you be doing if it wasn't you're like, look, I'm ready to retire. <laughs> Those eyes, you're like... <laughs> Actually, I, I I had a fork in the road
1: back wow. in 2011. I, I was working for a... Uh, I got laid off in tw- uh, 2006 uh, from Catalina Marketing. I was, uh, I was the chief architect uh, in their IT department. Got laid off. I went and spent four years up on my farm homesteading. Up in Tennessee, yeah. Uh, growing my own food, living off the land, just having a blast. Really? Yeah, we're doing our... Own thing, man. Grew all our own food. Had chickens. The, the, the
0: chickens and the whole whole
1: nine yards. Oh, yeah, we're, okay. We're surrounded by the Cherokee National Forest, so I could forage, you know, pick mushrooms and stuff. It was the wife great... was with you doing this. She was, was right. yeah. We yeah. we grew so much food, yeah. And yeah. she was making salsa. And I mean, every every day was just in the summertime. And the winters nice. were great. Yeah, but I got uh, roped into working for a startup. The guy who laid me off actually hired me to work for him for a startup company for okay. basically nothing. But I I enjoy IT work. So I I was doing that after two and a half years. We we built a product that actually is live in about 15,000 locations around the world. Um, It's an online digital coupon system, which if you shop at Publix, Mm -hmm. it's it's my stuff. I have the patent and everything. Okay. Good out. We got bought out. Okay. So I was looking at going back into corporate, and I really, 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 after four years of being free and the... Mm -hmm. So I said no, thank you. So at that point, my wife goes, "Okay, you have two choices. You could we could go do full time up Tennessee in the in the homesteading, mm-hmm. or you can start your brewery you've been thinking about." What a nice wife! I like her. So, uh, <laughs> well, she had an ulterior motive. The, the The hobby had gotten so out of hand, and, and a lot of people that, that can relate to this uh, that are in the home brewing hobby is is very equipment centric. And there's always and one the more is, one right? more gadget you need. Yep. You know, I need, need a bigger brew pot, I need a, a bigger mash ton, and oh, this would be cool to have in that. So eventually I took over most of the backyard, um, the back porch with all my equipment, and my wife was like, that oh, was back in
0: 2011. So what are we running on right now? What are, what uh, How many tanks do we have? What are we running on now? We out? have
2: 44 cylindrical okay. fermenters. Okay. Uh, and a one uh, two-barrel system. Uh, we have two bright tanks, which we keg, uh, try to do uh, each day. Okay. So uh, that's basically
0: And then what do we have inside? How many taps of your own beers are we... 40 taps, all our own. 40 taps, all your own. Mm -hmm. That is amazing. That is amazing. Usually you only hear, like, okay, yeah, we're running 18, 20. So what is that like between the two of you, like, doing this?
2: It's, uh, it's, It's difficult to keep up with at times.
0: How many hours a day do you feel that you're here?
2: I mean... From seven to eight. Oh, Okay, yeah. okay. Because have the for other brewers. We, 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 okay. we, have three, we
0: have Troy's the head brewer and we right. have two assistants.
1: Well, two brewers. They they recently got promoted to brewers. They're assistant brewers. Okay, good. So, oh, so are we
0: bringing assistants in where they were, or so or are they are we okay with that? Just the the three of you and then Greg here, or okay, three of us. Oh, and, sorry. Then Greg, Greg and then was going to okay. Supervise
1: I, I supervise. Bounce ideas off of me, but I, I pretty much give them free reign to make decisions. That was come one up of my with, questions. Come up with new ideas, new recipes. they'll mm-hmm. will run them by me, and I'll we'll discuss Yay them. Yeah or hmm But, nam. Mm-hmm. but pretty much, uh, you know, Troy runs the brewery, and he's got two two assistants to help him, and also a couple other helpers uh, help with keg washing and cellar work. Mm-hmm. So it's
0: that's where every, I want to start. Everybody,
1: everybody wears multiple hats. I, I mean, like you that. Have to with a small.
0: And so they're family, but uh, you also have somebody in your family that helps you with this for and your daughter, right? So, yep, yeah, she's also part of the family here. Yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah. does the wife help out here, or is it just you, the daughter, she, and the rap she's family? Back, she's back in the shadows,
1: uh, pretty much observing, noticing things, mm-hmm. bringing them to my attention multiple, multiple, multiple times, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> doing what a good wife should do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> keeps so, us keeps us keeps us in check yeah she has, i mean different, yeah. different perspectives she she sees things nobody else sees so it's okay, good okay that's mean, good from, you know did you think about that did you think about this and it's like the, yeah she's like the batman like
0: looking over yeah yeah it's kind of like i see that let's fix it yes and then yeah. but that's good that you also have your daughter here so is this something that she wants to continue with you or is it like yeah
1: we brought her on a couple years ago uh-huh. uh we had some some uh uh, employee changes. Okay, um, they left to open their own brewery, so I had to okay. shuffle around. Mm-hmm. And so right right now, my daughter's doing the tasting room. Also, mm-hmm. she's kind of a, the general manager. Okay, she does all the uh, office management stuff. So she cuts these guys'
0: paychecks, mm-hmm. pays all the bills. You're happy she's here. And, and things like yeah. that. <laughs> that's, that's good for you. And then, so with the 40 taps, um, what are some on like right now? I know somebody might listen to this in September, but Troy, what are you very proud of right now that. that uh, one has, of the ones on most
2: there? recently that uh, we came up with was the God of Death beer. Okay. Uh, that was inspired by a beer event that we did at the Museum of Fine Arts, St. Petersburg. Okay. Where they give you a, a picture or a picture of a sculpture and you have to brew something that, that inspires you. Uh, okay. Based off that right there. So, uh, so was
0: this like, so this event, was it for just breweries only or was it homebrew? They, they, so just I mean, they for, did
2: have a, a couple. Yeah. Of, Oh, restaurant.
0: yeah. In restaurants, yeah and restaurants
2: too I think they did uh, yeah, they that's had a couple such a cool idea there, also for an event. mostly pro uh, and, okay. and, and we had the Mexican God of Death was one of our uh-huh. our things that we made a beer off of so oh boy here we go White Stout have you heard of that yet White no, Stout no no uh, okay so it's basically the, the concept of the White Stout is to replicate all of the flavors that you get from a stout
0: yeah dark yeah. beer uh-huh.
2: into a light beer okay so that way when you when you drink it if your eyes closed you know you, you
0: would say you would this say is this a stout. just like yeah. a stout
2: you open up and it's a blonde colored beer
0: that's insane uh, okay so
2: we, we brewed that uh, and then we added uh cocoa nibs and coffee and then uh, habanero peppers to i it. knew it when you uh, said yeah, uh, the mexican it. that's yep. yeah that, that, the peppers had to go in there they have just to give it a they have hit. to yeah and i uh, uh, love so that. Yeah, that that beer uh, ended up being a huge hit Good and, uh, good, so we, we constantly keep that on rotation,
0: and this is happening with the Mexican beers right now, obviously we just had Cinco de mayo I mean, and that was the the probably the episode before you guys yeah wait, where are we now it's may may eighth that's when we're actually recording this um, but yeah it's 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 i've it's crazy to see what people are doing with beer. I just had a guacamole beer. I seriously just had a guacamole beer, yeah. beer. It's just, it's I don't want to say so that we're Yeah, and it was super awesome. I mean, we were having Mexican yesterday in St. Petersburg, and we just kind of opened up the burrito. We were eating, and uh, Jillian just said, go get the Crowler. Go get the guacamole beer. And I was like, okay, right? If we're going to do it, we might as well do it now. And we just kind of shared that out. And I think they only used the oil of the guacamole, I mean, of the avocado. Do not kill me, Horace. I don't know. Uh, 1010 Brewing did this. Mm -hmm. Um, Mike Wallace and Horace over there. Horace Anderson did it. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it was very light. I thought it'd be something darker or like heavier, but no, it was really light, and it was actually a really well balanced, done beer. I get nervous too. I do. I can see the way you're looking, like why, how, and why it's just tomatoes, and yeah, yeah, just throw. Yeah, <laughs> but it was interesting, extremely interesting, and I loved it. I loved it. Um, but I like that we're putting heat into stouts and like that so yours was actually blonde was it actually a blonde was it a white stout so yeah are you sure you sure okay so let's go through then your history still because you found out your great-grandfather had this brewery in germany when you open but and did you know him did you or was he passed before you were Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah but is it crazy to you that you're following in the footsteps like that? Yeah, it's kind of strange. It <laughs> is, right? very strange. So what did, the, what did your grandfather, what did uh, his son do? So what, great-grandfather, what did his son do? What did your grandfather do? Do you remember? Uh,
1: they had a farm in East Prussia. He actually spent uh, quite a number of years in the U.S. as a surveyor. He was an Ameri- okay. American citizen. Uh-huh. And uh, did a lot of surveying, but wound up falling in love with a girl who didn't want to move to the U.S., so he went back to... to East Prussia, got
0: married and, and raised a family out there on the farm. So then, how did Dad? I guess so. Dad uh, ended up here. So yeah. How did well, he the get whole here? family
1: it's, it goes to World War II and <laughs> okay. all the crazy as, stuff. As
0: mine, yeah. yeah. You
1: know, free, free train rides to Siberia and okay,
0: yeah. We'll get a you. A lot of
1: death, destruction, murder, mayhem. This bad stuff.
0: This is. Um, God of death. That is an, it, that is awesome. The fact that I have a stout standing next to a stout, um, and they're both completely different colors. The Goza's gonna have to move, and I think I'm going to ship this one over to Jillian because she needs to try her Goza. Mm-hmm. Those are like her favorite Sours okay. Gozas.
2: It's fun. Company. Okay. Uh-huh. And I think collaboration in the works with uh, Hourglass up in Longwood.
0: I'm gonna be with them Saturday, our next episode. Yep. Please go back to, I think it was number five, and yeah, it was with Michael and Matthew. and these guys are amazing they're so sweet they're like they just they love it like honestly like i feel like i'm sitting back down with them again michael's just so smart about it he just gets really technical and matthew just the passion in his heart for it and uh they're throwing a big event on saturday it's 30 breweries i think that are getting together to just talk beer hang out and we're gonna record and maybe film some of it so i was like yeah i'm in so and any ideas with the hourglass, or is it because now they're doing sourglass or doing more of like yeah. the sours? So is that where you're tending to go with them? I uh, don't no, I think
2: we actually discussed doing a, a kvass style okay. here. I'm not well, sure there if there would ever be heard what
0: yeah. A kvass is. but yeah. Uh, kvass I know. Uh,
2: is an ancient um, uh, Russian style, Baltic style uh, drink. Uh, very low uh, ABV, a mm-hmm. little bit tarts uh, from uh, natural lactic fermentation, and uh, it's made with rye bread. Uh, tons and tons of rye bread i don't
0: think they said that yeah because yeah. i remember we asked that question on the. my wife loves to bake, so i got a job for her yeah uh, <laughs> no but it'd be, i love my bread yeah, the Russians used to love take my stale breads. rye
2: bread and ferment it out okay and make a drink that was uh just you know it wasn't really to get you to drunk right you know because they even give it to children over there sometimes oh okay uh, but it, you know, a lot of times they give it to soldiers so the water wasn't really good during
0: the wars and stuff like that so right. like they'd go out there and get a ladle of uh, kvass and get back out there in the lines that's so cool i love that i love these stories because we do learn uh trust me and again what you just said this story you will learn a lot in that hourglass episode michael's so in with that all yeah, that information sure. and then anybody maybe out of state uh what's like one brewery that you go if oh, i we could anymore oh <laughs> 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 which yeah no i mean honestly this is the first time uh it's coming up, it's coming up uh, since these microphones are hot. We found, I, I love it, we launched an episode the day it happened and I was like, and actually I was supposed to bring a guest host, uh, Horace, over at 1010 for this and it might have to be another episode on its own. How do we feel about Wicked Weed and, and, okay, so you have 40 taps, you have 40 taps here. Let's say Wicked Weed called you two years ago and said, hey, can we give you some beers to put on two of them? Would you guys be cool with that? Would have you been cool with that? Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Now they call you. Would you do that? Would you do it now? Would you Well, say, they wouldn't have to call me because my
1: local Budweiser distributor <laughs> would call me and say, we got some wicked weed. There would you, you like some?
0: There you go. Or would you say, no, you know what? I have other other breweries that I would like to showcase because yeah, I think I would, this is... I, I would put I put some of our other local
1: breweries on of course, top before sure. I would do that yeah. yeah
0: and i agree with you uh, something jeffrey stuffing said over at uh, jester king he's collabed how many times with them that was his good friends but jeffrey did drop the i will not ever have your beers in this in this brewery again and i i stick by that i really do uh, he always said we will not have inbed we will not have anheuser busch here at budweiser you know and it was just like i agree but let's say if i'm over I, i'm trying to think of like a I don't know if Hooters would ever have craft beer or I don't know what they do, but it's something like a world of beer or something like that. If there was a Wicked Weed, I almost would say, all right, would I have that over another brewery? It's going to take me a bit to to get used to it. And I think this kind of shows us that I saw a lot of craft beer, like smaller breweries stick together and say, no, no, we're not going to go to the events and we're not going to have you in our breweries i do i stick i stick by it as well and i'm not trying to get political and people are they go oh hell here he goes he's getting into it but i would like to hear what other people have to say i really do and it's interesting that it happened it was more of a shock that that one happened i didn't think wicked weed was going to do that um but uh now do we get to guest tap at other people's breweries or now do we have distribution here is there a way yeah, to we have, get we have distribution nice nice Three distributors, and
2: distributors one here and one over in tampa
0: okay and uh, where are we located as well? If we're not here in Pinellas, where else can we drink your beers? Uh,
1: Pinellas, Pasco, Citrus, Fernando,
0: and Hillsborough counties. Okay. Right now,
1: We're in about probably 40 venues, mostly high-end craft beer bars and uh, restaurants. Nice. Although I just found out that we're in a, a sports bar across the street, Rudy's. Yeah. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I mean, we, we have our of ice. typically carries us. Would write. right. Uh, the other co- the breweries. A other, couple other breweries will carry us. Yeah. We're, we're in sure, I'm a sports bar over in Rudy's. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. And... Uh, yeah, Jim's. Uh, Salt how many Rock taps? Tavern. Okay, how many taps at Rudy's? It sounds like it's a shock. Just we've got the happy boys in Okay, perfect. okay, yeah. okay. And- it
2: shouldn't be because a couple of our, our employees, uh, after shift, go over there and uh, hang out. And okay, they know the ownership very well, and I'm sure there was a, uh, a discussion. I like it that. Down, yeah, yeah. And I've,
1: I've heard it sold really well over there. I think they went through two kegs just your recently. They, yeah, about a keg a week. Uh, we, we're more focused on tasting room because we want to do the interaction with the craft beer community, get the feedback, yes. and so on. Distribution is secondary for us. Okay, good. good. Uh, we we pretty much as, as much as we can make that we can give our distributor, they take and it's out the door. So these these guys are knocking out. You know, we basically goes on our Hefe as our, our two go to uh, distribution beers and. We're knocking that out but again our, our, our whole mission statement was you know small batch handcrafted mm-hmm. specialty beers exploring beer styles reviving old styles um exploring new different processes and techniques and so on and it's local yeah and that, that's where we stay locally is how, how i define you know it's five five county area i don't want to go statewide i don't want to go there regional go. right I mean, maybe somebody else would like to do that,
0: but for me personally, I. You'll hear it, of course they do. Yeah. And I like that here. I mean, you had your own farm in Tennessee. A lot of those ingredients that you were making, are we seeing that in these beers? Are we using all natural, uh, not gonna say flavors, fruits and stuff that we bring into there? So let's say if I'm about to head into this, uh, the peanut butter uh, stout. and that's what this is, right? This is the peanut butter stout What goes into this one? Are we actually tasting peanut butter? Is it is it extract? Like what are we using for this? To trade secrets. Yeah. Yay! (laughs) There you go. Probably what everybody else is using. Oh man. It hits my nose and instantly, instantly. Again, man, you guys would be fun to actually blindfold. Now that you mention it, it's like I would love to have a blindfolded. (laughs) Here we go. Alright, take three. And I think this is my friend Sean's favorite beer, probably, like, ever. He, he really, like, loves, always talks about it. And when I said this episode goes out to you, he was like, me, why? And then it clicked. He goes, you're going to rap brewing, aren't you? And I went, shit, man. I was like, I wanted to surprise you. <laughs> <laughs> That's no <been> fun. <laughs> and again, he lives in Orlando. And he just, he's, he, like, loves to come out here. That is amazing. That is amazing. And that's what you're known for, right? The the, the Goza and that. That is his favorite. Yeah, yeah. So that's, yeah, keep the secret on that one. And what's it like making that, though? Because you came up with the recipe. Actually, no. Who did? Who did? No, this was
1: actually uh, brewed uh, by one of our homebrew friends, uh, Mike Jymorthy. Okay, okay. Um, He won a competition. With it? With it. And Mm -hmm. as part of the prize, he could brew was to brew it here in-house. So he came here and we brewed a one-barrel batch of it. Okay. And uh, it was a horrible brew day. <laughs> <laughs> he had ingredients there that totally clogged up our system. Really? I mean, it was, yeah, okay. we, got, we got plugged up so bad. Oy. So it turned out okay. We tweaked it a little bit mm-hmm. after the fact, and then I rewrote his recipe. So the original concept was Michael Mike Jarmuthy's Butter style brewed it here and then with our little tweaking and Nuances so on, that you, you made, yeah. 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 Got it to work out where it's still a difficult beer to brew yet. We get it done.
0: And, yeah. And what year was that? What year was this? That was right was when it? we opened it. Probably would have been early 2013. Okay. And that's the year you won uh, Home Brewer of the Year, correct? T- 2013? Uh, 2014. 14 you did? Okay. Uh,
1: not Home Brewer. The uh, best small Twenty thirteen we we won Rape Beer, best new brewer. Oh yeah,
0: no, no new Florida brewer. Yes, new Florida that Brewer was twenty thirteen. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And what's that like? New brewer. Well which is weird because technically, really, were you a new brewer, you've been doing it for I over guess, a decade then. I guess it was new commercial brewer. That. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. And what was that like though? That uh, that, that, was, that was awesome. I was, very, yeah, I was right? surprised. I had I had oh. no idea and, and okay. uh, One of the craft beer people messaged me and congratulated me, and I'm like, uh, it was Steve Shanks from uh, Cigar City. And Steve's
0: like, congrats, Greg. And I'm like, what? What? And you won. You won. I'm like, who was all on that list? Do you know? Or is it just like, yeah. And do you know what they tasted to say that? Or was it just like they? I, I think we had just opened stuff. and they must have come in and yeah. some other people came in and, yeah. the, and the buzz just started and they're like, Hey man, these guys got something going on. But that's so cool. That's so cool. And so, that, that's confidence right there. That's such good confidence to say, all right, like let's keep making. I'm sure people were coming in knowing that and and I like that you are tucked away, but this is this is so home, like this is so friendly. Like you can see it and I like it. I like it a lot. So Troy with you any styles you're, you're given this freedom, uh, like Greg said, you have this freedom. Uh, what are some things that you want to work with now? Are there are there some hops that you're you're interested in, or is there stuff that you're looking to make in the future? Sure, obviously, um, but you know,
2: yeah, I've always really been a fan of the uh, lactic fermentation, uh, okay. making the Berliner Weiss, making yes. the Gozes, yes. experimenting with that style. You know, we just recently brewed a black version uh, of the Berliner
0: Vice. so it's all black. Uh, (laughs) What I love it Uh, there's a lot of Willy Wonka going here I love it I love it yeah oh look at that I love that head nod because people do say um, I do and thank you to whoever said it I do come into these uh, interviews as in I'm like Charlie Charlie you know I kind of come in like hey I want to taste these and I I come in people are like it's very um, how do they word it I guess very innocent like very childlike where I come in and I'm just like da 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 and it's a lot of questions maybe that make it sound that way but it is i mean i love hearing the willy wonka side of it where you guys do these things so what makes you want to make it that way though what makes you want to make it black
2: i would just never seen one
0: exactly right and that's why i've awesome. seen long
2: age sours like barrel aged sours uh like tartar darkness uh-huh. breweries, tartar darkness uh, which is a really really great beer but i would never seen a blunner device that was black yeah uh, so we just set out to try to get that going and turned out really nice
0: and can that can the abv change based on uh color no right it would just no, not be necessarily color, so it stays yeah. it stays mm-hmm. low right yeah. so that that would be like what a f- no this one's a little or? higher this one's
2: around
0: like 5.5 5.5 okay yeah because i was gonna say five usually four 4.7 or something yeah. like that is just like your usual range for blenders. Yeah, yeah yeah and it tasted i mean it would taste should sure, I mean, it's, it's,
2: it's interesting but good at the same time okay so you know, it, it adds this um uh this slight like light cocoa flavor
0: okay uh, that pairs really well with the uh, lactic sourness i love it though i love those and what about this popularity of this happening now is that is that obviously you're happy people are loving more or less of they want more sours they want more gozas um i'm sure lambics are going to be all over the place when people catch Mm -hmm. on being like oh there is a whole old style of beer mm-hmm. how about you have you ever made a lambic craig or yeah. no huh not would you lambic. ever try i have or... the patience for it yeah that's, i was just gonna ask that too is that i know it takes a while so mm-hmm. but um but yeah are there any beers that you wish that you could be making is there something that you say like wow i didn't make it
2: beers
0: we're not making um i don't know what we're not making <laughs> yeah, trying uh, to make almost everything i love we'll that go online okay.
2: and look up like know, archaic uh, beer styles that have died out years ago. And, okay. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about making those and devising a recipe and, and getting that on tap.
0: And you give them the freedom for this. That's awesome. That is awesome. Just as long as they run it by Oh, yeah. 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 Of course. <laughs> I mean, yeah.
1: Yeah. But um, <laughs> I, I ruled out the one that they were going to do a Gold Flake beer. I just said, no,
0: no, I'm not going to make a beer <laughs> it with a Gold Flakes Schlager, in it, but like, like a Gold Schlager. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I'm going to put you on the spot, Greg, because uh, this is going to be uh, towards Troy. What is your favorite beer that he has made that you say, yes, like this, this, you'll be working here every day until this, until like you could run the ship. His
1: hibiscus saison blew me away. Yeah. He came up with a hibiscus saison. I'm like, what? And it, it, absolutely fantastic, phenomenal beer. Yeah. It's it's delicate. It's light. The color is beautiful. The hibiscus flower flavor is in there. I mean, it's just.
0: Well done. I mean, it's just awesome. How about how do you feel about that? Like, did you like it?
2: Yeah, I mean, when when I got into home brewing, uh, once I got away from the the IPAs and brown ales, mm-hmm. um, I really loved the concept of saisons and Belgians. Uh, yes. So, I was inspired by his chrysanthemum saison. Uh, so I, I tried my hand at the hibiscus saison, and it turned out really nice.
0: That's day. awesome. Yeah. And how's does that feel that he said that? Yeah, Did like, you know that? Did you know that that was his he favorite? Made, he makes a bunch of awesome beers. Yeah, right. So it's hard to really
1: pick out a specific one.
0: The three I've had, knowing I go in with a Goza, i not expecting to ever have sat down with a the color this golden of it having a stout uh, with heat, and then this peanut butter stout. I'm trying really, like, going all over the place right now, and there is such... A balance. If I had a flight of this, I wouldn't mind. Like, this is something usually when I look at a board, I wouldn't go, Yeah, let me definitely go with the Gozo. Let me go with the peanut butter style. Let me <laughs> it's, go it's with really, the. It's really, yeah. yeah a yeah, lot of different yeah, right there. But I, I wouldn't hate it. I would be like, this is actually unbelievable. Like, this is, I'm very happy that this is my first time being able to try your beers. And again, like, I feel like Charlie. Like, I feel <laughs> like I am in, in the chocolate factory and being able to try it. Are there any any flavors that you're, that you would love to try to work with? Oh man! Oh, I saw the eyes. I saw the eyes. Yeah, yeah.
2: What do we work on? We're, well, we're the collaboration with um, with uh, Hourglass. Mm-hmm. Since we're doing the kvass, and it's mainly made from uh, rye bread. We're actually gonna toss a little caraway seed in there too, okay. which you don't traditionally see in a lot of rye beer. No, because it really kicks it up that that extra little notch, you know. And that's what people really associate with rye bread, you know. When they taste a rye beer, they're like, I don't really, yeah, I don't really get a lot of rye. Right, it's like there's no caraway. So uh, ingredients like that, you know, things that are that are. Maybe difficult to work with, but if done correctly, uh, mm-hmm. turn out beautifully. Yeah. Um, but nothing like specific in mind. Yeah, I'd like to do jackfruit or, or durian. Right.
0: Or oh durian wow. Not in here. Okay. Yeah. Not in here. Uh-huh. Well, none
2: of the ones yeah, they, they okay, that, That's there. where I
0: got to step in and go. <laughs> <laughs> Troy, wait a minute. Yeah, no, no, I, in here. I, I hear people love durian as I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you smell it? No. But can you taste it? Yeah. The flavor yeah. alone
2: is supposed to be really good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah it smells like You'll just need a hazmat suit. Yeah.
1: To, uh, uh, so, how are we gonna get the stink out of the brewery after yeah, brew it. It's also
2: tough to cut too. Yeah, it's, it's got this viscousy, uh, almost Thready. like liquid silicone stuff. That yep. it'll stick to your knife, so you have to cut your knife or coat your knife in, uh, I think, with a coconut oil. coach yeah, it just to cut through. I've it.
0: only been able to smell it once. My friend Liz opened one. It's like liquid trash. It yeah. is. It's disgusting. It was. My, my brother brought one for his nephew out in California
1: for a New Year's Eve party.
0: <laughs> and everybody what? got it's to so try it. it Blue everybody.
1: Yeah, my brother. Don't invite, ever invite him to a New party. <laughs> so everybody it. got to try it and all. And as my nephew thought it was so disgusting, he wouldn't even throw it into his compost pile because
0: he thought it would stink up the Re- compost no, pile. It's worse than the compost pile. It's crazy that something like and it's not that big. It really is, well and it, it smells that bad. It really does smell that bad. So how did Hourglass happen? How did you guys wind up uh, getting into a collab with them?
2: Um, I'd been, uh, we have uh, family and friends out there in Orlando. Okay. So I'd made some trips back and forth. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, that was one of the places that we stopped by. They brought us by Hourglass to have some drinks and uh, got to talking with, with Michael Delancey. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's, he's a good guy, man. And such so a good like, guy. You know, uh, yeah. We, we had talked at uh, several other beer events that he'd come to. And uh, um, he actually
0: came to us and asked us if we'd like to be part yes. of the collaboration I love hearing that I can't wait to see him Saturday now because I'm going to be like hey Thursday's episode came out and he's he's probably going to be really happy uh, yeah he just came out of nowhere and invited us to the this smash event and I was just like thank you I'm really excited the, the list of people on there and it's all really that's a fun random. event I, I, yeah he,
2: I went last year just did to, you just to go, yeah and, drink, and It and it was great yeah, yeah. it's, it's fun to see everybody's iterations of uh, and versions of yes. the smash, you know, because yes. they're, they're, while they're limited to those ingredients, they're not limited to what style you can produce mm-hmm. with that um, and a lot of other processes, yeah. you know, like
0: sourings and things like that you can do. And since it's really it's all Florida breweries, uh, I'm excited to be able to just, I'm going to plop the equipment there and just have two microphones and just say, hey, when you get a second, hey, when you get a second, yeah. and to talk about the event. Because really, 19 episodes in, I think we counted 10 like nine or ten that we've already interviewed and it's easier for us to obviously stay in Orlando to do these interviews but I'm not I'm not gonna stay out of the car I want to drive I want to take these drives out here to be able to interview you guys because everybody's got a different style and I'm learning so much while we're out here and especially in Tampa I love it's been a long time since I moved out of here but I, I love coming back out here and it just it feels like home again. Yes. So you guys are making it home uh, really quick. As the sparrow is probably being our <laughs> rounding third, letting us know. Um, anything coming up that you guys want to talk about with Rap Brewing? Is there events coming up or? Uh... Yeah, we've got our
2: uh, our first uh, wild beer release. Okay. Uh, Der Anfang, which just means the beginning. Okay. Uh, that will be Mother's Day. Fourteenth. Okay. Okay, yeah. so coming on right up. Um, what else? What else we got?
1: Uh, Wednesday, we're releasing the... Uh, uh, Moonside Black Moonside, Sour, Black which is the Sour. Black
0: Merlin we, we discussed. Okay, yeah. It'll be it released uh, Wednesday. Okay. Um, so by the time they hear this, it, it'll be <laughs> yeah. a day old, but yeah. hey, guys... It'll be on tap. Yeah, it'll be on
2: tap. We also
1: have our wild thing, which is American Strong Ale, uh, which is about two years old. Yeah, but We haven't old. set a date yet, probably... Sooner than the, in the yeah. near future. In the near future, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, soonish.
0: Yeah. Uh, what else we got going on? But to keep making amazing beer. The rock,
1: rock,
2: there the rock, you rock go.
1: painting thing. That's we do cool. rock painting, yeah, that was fun. Uh, June 20th. Okay, okay. We provide the rocks and paint, you provide the talent. That's awesome. I can't paint. <laughs> yeah. And then we're going to do an appetizer uh, competition in July. Get out, okay. So we, we just did a salsa competition Sunday. And did, we, did your wife win that? Making all the salsa from Tampa. No, she wasn't allowed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who did? I was, <laughs> thinking, I was doing an <laughs> urban in Tampa. I, I got a okay. post. I, gotta, okay. I, gotta, I, gotta, I don't recall. That's so funny. Oh, yeah. Were you guys at Hunapu's Day? Yes. Or? You were, right? Yep. I remember hearing that you guys were there and I didn't get to run to you because I, well, I knew. I was like, you know what? I know I'm going to be doing an interview with well, them. Were you guys anyway. were the ones
2: running? Like running when they open the gates?
0: Like... No. We <laughs> were in the, we were the ones running to each out of state brewery. So our idea with the Hunapu's Day episode was to be. You had to be out of state, except for one, and they were in Fort Myers. And if anybody can guess who that is, go for it. But we're gonna, we're definitely gonna have them later, and uh, so I don't want to bring them up because then we're gonna announce it on that. But yeah, we did, uh, we did anywhere from Jolly Pumpkin, Founders, um, Jester King. Everybody was just rad. It was just a really good day. But I did hear you guys were there. I remember saying, like, I have to try them, but no, no, I want to try their beers when I go out there. But uh, you guys have been amazing. Amazing. Thank you. Uh Troy, Thanks. keep up the amazing hard work you're doing. Thank you so much. Never that's there. <laughs> yeah. And Greg, thank you, man. Thank you. Because sure. you're doing sure. amazing sure. stuff here. And uh, I'm I'm proud. I really am proud of this place. It's it's good and I will definitely be back to have a day here. I like to actually try the beers and sit down it's in fine. here and, and, and watch other people drink too and, and talk about it. So all right, so um, I'm gonna end it here. I'm gonna go do our outro and the credits and uh, all right guys, I will see you inside. That was awesome. So cool, walking in and, and and being able to. So you heard the annex is so connected to the brewery. I mean, where they're actually making the beer. That when I walked in, and here I see this David Letterman like spitting image of David Letterman. I'm not even kidding. Wearing a hat and not the grizzly David Letterman we've known for a few years now. No, a very young looking David Letterman. And here I am walking up to Greg, and introduce myself, and Troy's back there. Um, I think when we walked in, Flaming Lips was playing, or I know when we were done, of Montreal was. Playing, but it just felt like home. It was really cool to hear some indie music and just wanted to talk to them for a little bit. And it was just awesome. Uh, it was great to have the puppies there and just like being able to walk around and, and see everything. And honestly, their beers, as I said, that was my first time trying them. And that Goza is spot on. Holy shit, people. Uh, it is worth that drive. It is worth that drive. And you're, if you're in St. Pete, if you're in Tampa, if you had no idea that rap was there, Please uh, make that your next stop because, honestly, everything that we were able to even taste a little bit after was great, great, guys. So thank you so much, and I'm glad I got to hear more. I was really shocked that uh, he did not know about his great-grandfather until he actually opened up the brewery, and that's really cool, and that's just a good good. I feel like an antidote in life that you find out even after. So it's really cool to say, I had no idea my great grandfather was doing this and it's in the family. And that's kind of what I wanted to find out as myself as I want to see what my real actual blood relatives are like. So that was really awesome. Um, Again, you heard them, you know, even talking about Wicked Weed. They're not looking to be anything as big as they are. They want you to go into the tasting room. Sure, they'll do distribution, but they still want you to go in there and feel that atmosphere. And actually, you know what? They're doing exactly what Wood Ails is doing, is we want to get to know the brewer besides the beer because we want to make this as if it's a you're at the tasting room or you're at the tap room and you're tasting their beers and you're, we're talking with them. That is what they want you to do. So I say go, go, go and try their stuff. Um, So again, next week we are moving into a a bigger episode, I think, because I really want to I want to kind of catch up with some old friends and meet some new ones on on Saturday. We have a big event coming and we kind of heard that in this episode. And so good to hear Hourglass's name pop up because Hourglass has invited what Ails you to something huge. And I'm really thankful for that. So being thankful, uh, I want to put it out there. I have to say, guys, this 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 podcast would not happen to if it wasn't for three people that I, I realize on these trips. I, I'm doing the audio right now until I get back home and and see everybody. That I'm doing the audio alone and I'm still tweaking and I'm doing everything. And and the Hopkins, Rich, and Tracy. If it wasn't for you, you would not hear my voice. And Tobias, if it wasn't for you, Adam, Tobias, guys, he's helped us so much to this podcast, and we don't really mention his name. And honestly. This this is this is huge for me to be able to look at a mixer and and do what I'm doing. So thank you to him, guys. Any feedback? I've been meeting a lot of you lately, and I want to say thank you. Uh, we need to hear from you, and we have been tasting notes at whatalesya.beer. Remember, not dot com. So tasting notes whatalesya.beer. Uh please send me any emails because it has been amazing and uh, I can't believe how many people I've met and seeing people wear t-shirts. It's crazy. It is crazy. Uh the site is coming up, but again, something huge is coming with what ails you and we, we want to hear from you because we're about to try to cover as much of Florida as much as Florida as we can, and it's coming up. It's coming up. So uh so the site is looking awesome, but we want to kind of see what it's going to look like when we could cover every aspect of Florida from you guys as well. So um yeah, it was a great episode. Thank you to 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 the rap brewing. You guys are amazing. Greg Greg Rap, thank you. Troy Bloodso, thank you. Uh I, honestly, guys, thank you. This has been huge. So, I as your host in producing this episode, it's been really cool. Uh I love love hitting Tampa and kind of reconnecting with a lot of these breweries. Uh, It was great to have Jillian by my side with the puppies. So she's your graphic designer. She has designed all the shirts, and she's been designing all the logos and taking all the photos, and I thank her for it. Uh, Kevin Jones, you've been doing amazing with the website, and I can't wait to pop that up this week. Yes, this week. It'll be up. And uh, don't forget, guys, Sad Myth. He's doing everything to make this music and how, if I'm messing up on the audio, he is making it better. So Guys, thank you so much for this week. And uh again, next week is gonna be crazy. I I can't wait, I can't wait. Uh this kind of popped up on us in the last minute, and we went, yes, yes, we want to do this. So, alright, guys, again, tasting notes at what You can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, everywhere, and then whatalesia.beer is our website. Again, it's what On that, this was your episode, and I will see you next week. All right, bye guys.